Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. I know I'm not posting on the traditional day that I normally post. Um, I posted something on my Instagram story basically saying that I would be uploading on Tuesday instead of Monday because I had some like last minute travel stuff and I will get to that in a minute. Um, But I wanted to kind of just give you guys a recap of my Italy trip because I realize it's been so long since I've talked to you all. It's been like two weeks so yeah it's kind of crazy the amount of stuff has happened um, that has happened but yeah I'll just jump right into it. So my trip to Italy was super great overall. Honestly we did get some rain the like it, it, it like sprinkled for like the last four or five days of our trip there was a little bit of like th- like threat of rain but it didn't necessarily ever pour or anything like that like when it did rain it was very light and it did not last that long there was only one day um actually when we were seeing the leaning tower of pisa for like a little day trip um that it actually like we got like wet and cold but it was not really bad at all like it was it was just moderate rain nothing nothing bad um so yeah other than the weather I mean the weather was perfect the first you know few days that we went it was like mid 60s up to like 70 and sunny in Rome and Rome honestly like I would say it's hard I I would choose between Rome and Venice as as my favorites, but maybe Rome was my favorite, then Venice, then Florence, then Naples. Um, and those were all the places that we went in Italy. So if you've ever been to ever been to Italy or are familiar with it or live there, um, that was how I ranked the places that I stayed. Um, honestly, it was just a really good experience for me and I always wanted to go on that trip to experience the food and the culture and see all of the amazing architecture and art that they offer there so it was really cool I saw a lot I mean we were there for two weeks so obviously um I am bound to see a lot of things but like we really were on our feet the entire day um every single day my feet were hurting a lot like definitely I learned after like the first day on my trip I should not have brought my platform converse to Italy um that's just a note for you guys if any of you guys um are planning to buy Converse uh, that are platform Converse specifically or own them, do not walk in them all day because they messed up my feet. Not literally messed up, but they just really hurt. My Air Forces were the other shoes that I brought just because they're easy to slip on and off because they're so beat up and those were okay, but my feet still ended up hurting almost everywhere. Um, every day because the roads in Italy are like a lot of them are rough uneven you know cobblestone whatever it is so it's not really like this flat even surface to be walking on which is fine but it definitely means that your feet will probably hurt a little bit more so that was definitely part of the experience but overall it was really great I saw um the Vatican which is a museum in Rome that um holds a lot of famous art pieces. Um, We saw St. Peter's Basilica, which is the largest church in the world, and that was absolutely incredible to see, honestly. Like, we almost didn't go in because there was, like, a long line outside, but we we stood in it, and it wasn't that long, and once we got in, we were like, whoa, like, we're so glad we went to see what this was because it's absolutely amazing. Like, just highly recommend if you ever get the chance to go to Italy, 
go to St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. It was really cool. Um, we saw the Roman Colosseum where like the gladiators fought. We went to the Uffizi, hopefully I'm saying that right, gallery in Florence, you know, saw the cute little charming Roman streets and the cafes. Everything was like how it looks in the pictures. And then on our last day, we went, um, oh, and I also had like the best pizza of my life in Naples. It was very delicious. I understand why they're known for pizza. Um, in our last day, we just spent one day in Venice and everyone knows Venice, you know, the little canals, the little bridges, the boats, um, gondolas, specifically, uh, Shakespeare wrote a lot of his works, um, based on like Venetian characters. So yeah, it was a very cool thing to see in person. Cause like, I really didn't know all that much about it or like what to expect necessarily, but we went to Venice and that was super 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 amazing like just such a cool and unique place so colorful and some of the photos that I took on my phone genuinely like I feel like I took them right off of Pinterest or something or like from someone's like travel blog or something like it looked insane I couldn't believe that I was actually there and seeing it like with my own eyes the water with the little bridges and the gondolas we did take a gondola ride me and my family and that was really cool um so yeah, it was just, it was a great experience, minus a little bit of weather things and getting exhausted every single day was so worth it, um, and I really enjoyed my experience, even though we didn't go in the regular tourist season in the summer when things are in full bloom and it's maybe arguably a little bit prettier, I'm really glad that we went when we did because even in, you know, end of March, beginning April, it was really, like, it was still populated with tourists and people. So I can't even imagine what it would be like in summer because some of the places that we went were actually decently crowded. So like in the summertime, in the heat, on top of being around so many people, I, I can't even imagine. So I'm very grateful that we went when we did. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my trip to Italy. It was great. And then while we were in Italy, actually, my parents were talking with me and I was like, yeah, um, by the way, we should probably sign up for a, a tour of the two schools that I narrowed it down to. Um, basically I took UC San Diego, which I mentioned before off the table because it just didn't really have anything going for its film program. Unfortunately, um, just from my perception, it was just like, they have some basic editing suites and facilities, but nothing, that was super focused on film specifically. So I was just like, you know what? Like film's important to me. At the very least, I got to have a good film program. So I took that off the table despite it being an amazing and gorgeous school and campus. And so it just came down to UT Austin in Texas and Chapman, the small private school in Orange County in California. And I was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta tour these places. Or my dad said that basically. And so we started looking at tour dates and we realized that all of them were literally booked for Texas. So we're like, shoot, what do we do? Whatever. Um, but we were like, okay, well, what about visiting Chapman? And then we saw that they had this thing called preview day, which is basically just a day where you come with your parents and you just see, like you spend the day at the campus and you kind of just see what life is like at Chapman. You know, you can do a tour of the campus, do a tour of the film school, kind of just see what it is like around the area. And they offer you like some food and whatnot. So we were like, oh, when's that? And it said Saturday, April 11th or April 9th. It was a ninth, I think. Um, yeah. 
and we're like April 9th that's this weekend because we were looking at that on like I don't know the a couple days before we left our trip so uh, not exactly sure but that doesn't really matter so a little bit before we left our trip um from Italy we were like just looking at tickets one night after we had walked around all day and we we're like, okay, well, what if we, you know, even though we're literally going to be home for like three days, what if we go to visit Chapman on that weekend? Because they're having this big preview day thing and a lot of their regular tours are booked. So what if we just go to this preview day and get a tour then? And so we started looking at tickets and things were kind of expensive. And then my mom had kind of a crazy idea. She was like, what if we do like a three-legged trip and you also go to Austin in the same weekend? Like, just see what would happen. And so we did it and it actually brought the ticket prices a lot lower. And we're like, okay, this is crazy. We're literally going to be home from Italy for like three days, but it's very important that you are able to see these campuses. So let's go. So to save money, it was just me and my dad that went, um, but that was where I was this weekend, long story short. So on Saturday, I went to visit Chapman. That is the school in Southern California. It is the fourth best film school in the world. I mean, in the US, but like, you know, in the world basically, because the US runs most of the film schools um, that are well known. So yeah, it's an amazing film school, no doubt. And that was just reaffirmed when I went to visit the campus. It is a pretty wealthy, well-funded, like, private school, which you could definitely feel from, like, the students that were attending that kind of preview day event thing, um, so the campus is super, super nice, super modern, up-to-date, like, my dad and I were joking, like, they must renovate this thing, like, every week or something, because it's just super, like, everything is just, like, the buildings are so nice, like, where are they getting this money, um, but yeah, it was really a really gorgeous campus, very small for sure, but it didn't feel, like, tiny, obviously, it's bigger than a high school, it's bigger than, like, some other tiny college that I actually live by, there's a tiny college near me, and it's bigger than that, so it didn't feel, like, literally super tiny there's still 10,000 students that go there which is like three times my high school but you could definitely feel like the size was not as big and it didn't feel as traditional as a regular university but I definitely like the vibes there um it's in this cute small town of I mean a small relatively small town called Orange in Orange County um which is like an hour away from LA and like 30, 45 minutes-ish to like beaches or things like that. So it's a great location. It's just not like, it's pretty calm and peaceful. Like it's in the middle of a neighborhood, you know, in California. So it's not like it's in the city of LA. It's not super bustling. It's just very quiet and quaint and cute. Um, But when I went to visit the film school, we kind of went to a different, like a couple different sessions and we saw how, you know, the cameras worked and they demonstrated all this new technology that they're using in the industry. And I looked at the editing suites because that's what I'm interested in is like editing films or movies or TV shows, whatever it is. Um, That's like what I'm most interested in right now, Um, but that may change. And so we looked around and I was very pleased with everything I saw. I was like, yeah, this is legit. I can totally see why they're literally ranked as one of the best film schools in the world. Totally get that. And the faculty seemed super nice because they did like a little presentation in the beginning. So my initial impression was really good. I was just kind of unsure about like the crowd there at Chapman, um, just mainly because it is a school that lacks in diversity and it is a small school and it is kind of, it feels like you're kind of in this little bubble of like wealthy kids. Not all of them are wealthy, but, um, 
you definitely do kind of get that vibe in in from some people not everyone like I said I personally like I'm able to afford it because I got a really big scholarship to go there but other people if they're paying full tuition then yeah their parents got to be pretty wealthy because it is like eighty thousand dollars like it's ridiculous it's crazy expensive um so yeah I definitely got a little bit of that vibe but nothing like too bad it was just kind of like okay do I see myself fitting into this crowd and I had a little bit of a hard time you know envisioning that but overall I was very impressed and then the next day um we went to Austin and I spent by the time I got there it was like 7 p.m on Sunday and then we had dinner and I had like the best taco chicken taco of my life um Texas is known a lot for their Mexican food so we my dad was like we got to go to a Mexican restaurant so we went to one it was one of the only ones open because we landed late and we got tacos or I did and it was super good and I had like a great first impression of the city I haven't been to Texas before besides I drove through like El Paso one time on like a road trip but we didn't really go to Texas like I wasn't really in Texas doing things so I kind of caught this is like my first time really going to Texas and I was really impressed with Austin like you know automatically like a lot of people especially if you're on like the west coast or, or even, like, East, honestly, anywhere. If you say Texas, there's a certain, like, connotation that comes with it, and people are like, oh, like, Texas, you know? But Austin is its own pretty liberal, very diverse, interesting, exciting city. So I was very impressed. I didn't feel like necessarily I was in Texas. I mean, there were definitely elements of it, but it definitely felt like I was just in this really cool up-and-coming big city because there's a lot of things going on in Austin so it made me really excited just to visit it but also once I got on the campus the next morning I missed Monday yesterday of school to do this um I walked around the campus we got a campus tour even though all of them were booked my dad like kind of we just kind of walked in and we were like hey I know you don't like allow walk-ins but would you please please add me to this tour like I'm from out of state and I'm literally here for the day and that's it and they were kind enough to let us on the tour so we went on the tour and um obviously like Austin what I noticed is it wasn't as nice like architecturally it felt a little bit more closed in not as like new and modern all of the buildings are pretty decently old you can tell um but it was a you know the complete opposite of Chapman like way down like way more down-to-earth diverse student body is kind of the vibe that I got from them um less good film school i talked to like two of the film students for like an hour and they had really good things to say about the film school but they're also biased because they're you know they're students of it of course and they said really good things about it but like it just kind of affirmed like i know that chapman is just like something really special the stuff that they're doing over there like they're they're, they've they proved to me when i visited that they're a great film school like highly highly rated for a reason and austin was just kind of like above average but just not Chapman level so that was kind of the bummer for me because it was like if Austin had you know a number four film school I would probably go there in an instant but it doesn't and so that's why I was really split for hours after visiting the campus I was like oh my god like I don't know what to do you know um our flight got delayed like three hours so we were just sitting at the airport for a little while and 
uh, I just talked it through with my dad and I got really stuck for a minute and I was like, I kind of really liked Austin way more than I thought I did. And now I'm really stuck between Austin and Chapman. But at this moment, I think the more I've thought about it, like Chapman is just an offer that's too hard to refuse. And even though I really like the vibes of Austin and it's a big school and they have a lot of school spirit and Chapman has like none. And, you know, there's so many opportunities and so many events, big things going on in Austin. Um, Chapman, if I really want to do film, makes the most sense to me because they just have undeniable opportunities that would just be great for me. Um, Ridley Scott, who is just like a famous director, he did like, um, why am I, I'm blinking, but he did a bunch of big movies and he, his agent is like one of the student advisors or something like that at Chapman now. Like the kind of faculty and like connections that Chapman has is amazing so everyone around me who's who I've told about this they're like yeah if you want to do film like just just go to Chapman because it's it's you know just a special experience and and it's very it's it's an offer hard to refuse so as as of now I think I'm 90% sure I'm gonna uh, commit to Chapman there's still that 10% of me that's like oh, you know, Austin would really be out of my comfort zone and I would do a full 360 and do something I never thought I'd do. But, you know, I feel like Chapman just fits me as a person better overall based on just, like, my thinking now. So that's where I'm going with um, the whole college update. I know that was a lot to digest and I know I talk about it a lot, but I have gotten, again, good feedback on kind of my experience and hopefully maybe a couple years down the road someone might go back to this episode and listen to it and it'll help them. I don't know but um yeah so I am not going to record a super long episode just because I'm you know being fully transparent I am exhausted and I know I could have just waited another week but I just didn't want to do that to you guys because I am at the end of the day capable of recording an episode right now so I'm gonna give you guys some advice and then I'm gonna you know end this episode off but I am gonna start with this DM that says hi sister spell I thought you might have better advice than my friend on this so oh since you were in Italy and this was a little bit ago while I was actually in Italy so in September of 2021 I applied for an exchange program and got rejected to my dream country Germany. In January, I got an email from my contact at my exchange program company saying they see potential in me and that they want me to apply for another country. So I did, and after two-ish months of working every day on it, I got in. The country I'm going to is Italy. I'm really excited. However, recently I've been having second thoughts and being really sad about leaving, and I'm also terrified. I don't know if I should take the opportunity or not. No pressure. Also, I just need someone else's perspective on this and what they would do. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying Italy. Um... Like I said, Italy was great, so thank you. I would say, no doubt, take the opportunity. Uh, You kind of remind me of myself in that sometimes because of like my anxiety and just my shyness, I am afraid to take opportunities and just just go out and do things and take advantage of the things around me. And so I think if you have this opportunity and like you said, you worked so hard on applying for it, even though you're not going to the place you initially thought you would go to, um, this also kind of ties in with college things, like, you, I think, will have a great time in Italy. Obviously, I had a great time. I'm a tourist going around, but, like, you, no matter where you go, some sort of, you know, study abroad, moving, being a part of this kind of program is, is a 
you know, a really, really special experience, I think. Like, it, these things always kind of are really cool experiences. So, I definitely say take the opportunity. Um, I don't want you to kind of, like, self-sabotage yourself and be like, no, like, I'm too scared. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Like, no, just, just do it and I promise you won't regret it because it's, you know, you're not going to regret going, but you might regret not going. So, I feel like it's just way better to just go and you will most likely have an amazing experience because yeah it's not what you expected but it's definitely something that will will be a really cool experience for you and Italy is great so I totally totally recommend going there but please take the opportunity I don't think that you want to miss out on it just because you're nervous about leaving because that's totally normal but I think you just got to take it head on so yeah Um, the next person said, I am really struggling with school and stuff. I'm really stressed. I have so much late, so many late assignments and I can't bring myself to do them. I procrastinate way too much and then I feel guilty about it. Overall, I'm just feeling weird and I was hoping that you could give me some studies slash school tips on how to organize my life better so I stop stressing so much. I'm also getting really bad headaches and stomach aches because of how stressed I am, which leads to a lot of absences at school. Love your podcast so much. Thank you. Um, well, thank you for the support and- I think what you said about like the physical pain, obviously your like stress is kind of manifesting into physical pain is what it seems like, which is never fun. I mean, obviously when people are stressed, sometimes their hair falls out or they get really bad headaches or, you know, whatever. Like a lot of times our mental symptoms will showcase themselves in the form of physical symptoms. So I can definitely see how your stress would lead to stomach aches and headaches and things like that, which is no fun at all. And I'm really sorry that you're going through that. I think uh, it would definitely help to work on your mental health to as, you know, as far as like aiding some of that and hopefully that will go away over time. Um, But right now, as far as school and like organization tips, I am a big procrastinator myself. And I said this before, but it's been quite a while um, since I've talked about this on the podcast, like school organization. So I yeah, I'm definitely a big procrastinator. That's just kind of, I've accepted that's just like who I am. And it's not the best thing because I'm always just like, oh, like, why can't you just do this right now? But I always end up getting it done. In some ways I work better under the pressure because I'm like, I know I need to get this done and there's no other choice. So I just do it. Um, but it's okay to have some late assignments. It's okay. Even I have late assignments sometimes and I know I might appear to be like this really good student, but I definitely do have late assignments. I definitely have done work before. That's not my best. But I think the difference between having a few late assignments and having almost every assignment or every assignment being late is pretty different. I mean, it's big because you know, it's okay to have a few late assignments here and there. And if your mental health or physical health is struggling, it can be really hard to not have a lot of late assignments. Um, but if you know in your gut that you can control your behavior or you are not doing enough, or you know you can do better, I guess is a better way to word that. If you know you can do better, push yourself to do better and keep yourself on track. Me personally, something that actually helped me was instead of using like a physical planner that my school gave me, which never, like I always just kind of fell off of that. I I never really kept up with it. I use my iPhone calendar and it's a widget on my iPhone screen. So if you have an iPhone screen, you know how you can have like different widgets, like 
you know, the weather app or the calendar app, just like those, you know, big square bubbles. And I, why am I yawning? Sorry guys. I made a widget for my calendar. So I have this little icon kind of in my corner and it tells me what events are going on every single day. So since I'm on my phone, a lot of the times more than doing homework or doing other things, I'm every time I go to my home screen, I see the calendar widget and I see an assignment that I've written in there because instead of writing in my planner, I just kind of add something in my calendar, like flashcards due today, project due today, or or due tomorrow so that I see it on my calendar today and that I remember it tomorrow. Whatever it is, that calendar thing has actually helped me a little bit to not like forget or at least to keep me accountable knowing that I do have this assignment due. So that's one option. I also think another option is just even if you like you know that you're gonna be late don't be like oh it's gonna be late anyway I'm just like not gonna work on it like work on your assignments and it definitely makes a difference to your teachers if like they see that yeah this assignment was submitted late but if it was submitted at 12 30 p.m and you took that extra time to stay up and do the assignment versus it was due at midnight or whatever they're gonna be like oh you know it was 30 minutes late they were probably working hard on it whatever or if you know if it's like a day or too late or you email them and you're constantly in contact with them like that will definitely give off a way better impression and they're probably more lenient towards you if you do that um but i think you know it can be problematic when you're having late or missing work that you know is taking you a week to complete later than the due date and to your teachers you know it might be like, huh, like what's going on here? So I feel like that's okay. If you're really struggling, there's no shame in being like, yeah, I just, I can't do all these assignments right now. This is way too stressful. That's okay. Just make sure that you're in contact with your teachers because it can definitely rub them the wrong way if they see all this stuff being done late or work that's missing and they're just hearing nothing from you about what's going on and can be really hard for them to be like, do I, you know, do I say something or whatever? Um, obviously, it's their responsibility as a teacher or at least part of their job to try and make sure that their students are succeeding succeeding in the classroom. So that might mean that they email you instead of you emailing them and say, hey, what's going on? Can I help you in any way? But I think it definitely would help for you to kind of take initiative to email some of your teachers if this is something consistently that happens in certain classes you know it would just help them be like oh okay I understand your circumstances it's okay or I'll give you an extension or whatever like sometimes you know there are things that that teachers will do and you're like wow like you would actually do that for me so it doesn't hurt to ask but it's okay like I said at the end of the day it's okay that you're struggling it's okay um the year is kind of coming to a close I mean I'm I'm just assuming that you're on the American school schedule. So, you know, the year summer is approaching and, you know, things are ending and a lot of people kind of get burnt out, especially around this time. So it can be hard, but I don't think that you should put too much pressure on yourself as long as you feel that you are genuinely doing your best and putting your best foot forward and the best effort you can into it you're you're doing great that's all you need to do because you have done your best and you know you've done your best if you know in your heart like oh i know i can do better and i'm just not really pushing myself right now 
try to push yourself that extra mile because it really does make a difference. But, you know, habits, I would say tracking things in the calendar, even setting timers like, hey, I need to start doing this assignment by 7 p.m. or I don't get to use my phone or something like little things like that. But for me, it's mostly just like my own will. I personally want to get good grades and I've been motivated to get good grades. So I just kind of, instead of making it optional, I kind of just in my head, I kind of make it like I have to do this and I don't want it to feel like a chore, but oftentimes homework kind of does feel like that. So I've kind of, you know, you just, you just kind of accept that. But if you really just force yourself to do it because it's something that like you ultimately want to do or you want to get good grades, then you'll be more inclined to, to get it done and not submit so much late work. But again, it's okay. Don't put too much pressure, pressure on yourself because you're doing just fine. The next DM said, so my school reopened and I did make a few friends, but I think they're close to me. Um, or I don't think I'm as close to them as they are for me because some drama happened and I didn't even know about it unless I got to know from someone else. And that was very disturbing because it showed how little they trust me. I definitely know what you mean as far as maybe feeling like to you, they're everything, whatever, like that kind of aspect where it's like an unbalanced friendship. That can feel pretty isolating sometimes for sure. And I definitely see why you feel maybe not trusted because it's like, what? How did I not know about this? Or you didn't tell me that. You know, a lot of people have passed with each other, so that's to be expected. You made these friends, but I don't know like you didn't mention if they they had all been friends for years before because in that case I feel like you shouldn't freak out or or think that you're not good enough to be their friend or that you don't they don't trust you um because in that case if they've known each other for a couple years they're probably like they just have pasts and different things to talk about that make more sense to them than to you of course but if like you all just kind of became friends and you didn't really know each other before this year then that's definitely something that like I would talk to them about and be like hey like I you know lately I haven't been feeling as included you know it's see what they have to say about it um because it's definitely worth it to to talk to them if you're feeling like that I don't think there's anything worse than feeling trapped in a friendship where you're just not really you just don't really feel like their friend you know um so just make sure that you're looking out for yourself which I can see that you're doing but don't also make assumptions too quickly and be like yeah they don't trust me because they didn't do this like talk to them first because yeah some things don't need to be said but like unless they are explicitly showing you through their words and their actions that they don't trust you I would definitely give them a second chance so yeah, definitely. I mean, I would really just say talk to them. I know I say that all the time, but but that's a really, really important aspect of friendship. So yeah. The next person emailed me and said, hi, Sister Spell. I love your podcast so much. I've listened to every single episode and I like listening when I do art projects and look after my horses. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, basically I have this best friend at my school. Let's call her Ava. So Ava has a TikTok account where she posts cosplays of animes and shows she watches. However, she's getting bullied about it at school. There's this big group of boys who shout out her username in class, try to touch her and hug her when she's obviously uncomfortable, and just generally make fun of her. It's been happening for a while now and I don't know what to do. Ava changed her account to private, but they still make fun of her. She's also spoken to the school, but she doesn't want to talk to them about it again. I want to help her, but I don't know how. Also, Ava 
Ava has bad mental health, so I know this bothers her and she's had breakdowns about it before. I really don't know what to do. Hope you have a good evening or day. Love from England. Um, I want to go to England, so glad I have some England listeners, or at least one. Um, thank you, first of all, and, you know, I think you're a really good friend because, you know, you clearly want to help her, and it's really unfortunate that people can't be themselves or be unique or be out of the social norms and without some sort of person, you know, making fun of them. It's really frustrating and upsetting because, you know, she's just doing what she likes to do and she shouldn't have to feel ashamed or like feel like she has to private her accounts or you know change things or stop doing things because of what other people are doing or saying about her it's not fair at all um I definitely think it was good that she did talk to the school about it even though she probably just doesn't want to deal with that again like it is good that they're like aware of it and she did make that step um, and in some ways it is good that she privated her account because then no one, you know, outside can see it and she could just have like a people, a community of people that she trusts following her. So that definitely could bring her comfort, but it also could be frustrating because if she's trying to like get views or get followers, kind of expand a, a community on a TikTok account, like then she's barred from doing that because it's on private and she feels like she's kind of stuck so that's you know something else that could be happening which sucks um for sure but you know I I would tell her like I'm I'm really sorry that this is happening to you but be proud of what you're interested in and what you've done a lot of times before even like senior year or junior year like I was not proud to be like oh I'm interested in filmmaking because I felt like no one really understood what it was or that it was this weird nerdy thing or that I was this artsy person and they didn't really understand the whole world of film or whatever and like obviously none of those things are bad it's not bad to be artsy or or really into film but for me I was super self-conscious of like telling people that I was actually interested in making YouTube videos and doing editing and things like I didn't want to sound weird you know like I wish I could have just said oh I'm interested in computers you know um but now I take full pride in saying yeah I'm interested in film I mean and even just like random strangers or people that I barely talk to in class I will tell them straight up now because I am excited about it and I realize now that it's actually strength and it's something that people find interesting and it's not something that people find weird I know that it's a different situation because you are saying that she you know obviously people have this bad stigma surrounding the things that she's she's posting but it still is a similar situation in that the pride aspect of feeling like you can be out there and you should be out there expressing yourself the way you want to express yourself. So that's kind of why I included the filmmaking thing. But yeah, I mean, I would tell her like, despite the hate that you get, you just keep pushing and keep going because nothing's worse than other people pushing you away from the direction that you want to go in as far as your interests. Like that would suck if it, if it really affected her so much that she stopped doing it or stopped being interested in it or hit it. That would be, you know, really upsetting. And I really hope that that is not something that happens. So yeah, it, it seems like it's a, tough thing because 
she has already reached out to the school and things are still happening and you don't know how to help her but you're a great friend and I think that you're doing the best you can just by simply supporting her and even asking me for advice it just shows that you care so keep you know keep keep showing through your actions that you care about her and encourage her to express herself but don't worry too much if you can't fix the problem because at the end of the day people are just going to be rude and very disrespectful to others and it's super frustrating and disappointing but you know the best thing you can do is ignore it and as hard as that may be I would hate that she for her to to stop doing the thing that she really is interested in or really likes or the community that she likes just because of these boys so yeah So obviously this is a much shorter episode, but I am going to end this here. If I did not get to your advice this week, because there are some people that I didn't get to this week, don't worry, I will be getting to it next week. If you need advice for any reason, like, sooner than that, I can always just send you a voice message through Instagram, voice memo, whatever you want to call it, and give you advice right away or just type a, a DM reply. Um, but if you can wait till next week, then I will get to you guys. No worries at all. And I, you know, I would keep recording, but honestly, I cannot keep my eyes open right now. And I was yawning while recording. So I'm going to have to cut that out. If I forgot to cut any of it out, sorry, that's me yawning, but I am so tired that I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to push myself to keep recording if I'm truly going to fall asleep. So that's not what I'm about to do. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening and keeping up with me for those of you who do and all the support that you give me and all the confidence you put in me to give you advice. I really appreciate all of you guys. And if you listen to this episode all the way through, DM me... Hmm, you're, I don't know if we've done this before, like your dream vacation or like the best vacation you've ever been on, maybe. I feel like we've probably done that, but we can do it again. So DM me that if you listen to the episode all the way through. And once again, if you would like to ask me for advice for next episode, you can always DM me at sisterspillyt on Instagram or at spillcastofficial. You can also send me a voice message through Anchor with your voice. I can always distort it. It doesn't have to be your actual voice. Of course, everything's always anonymous, and you can also email me at sisterspillytt at gmail.com. So, without further ado, I will talk to you guys next week.